Today's devotion is from Acts 4, verses 23 through 37. After they were released, uh, this is Peter and John, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and everything in them, it is you who said, by the Holy Spirit, through our ancestor David, your servant. Why did the Gentiles rage, and the peoples imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, and the peoples of Israel gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, to do whatever whatever hand um, and your plan, let me say that again, gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their threats, and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus, whom they had prayed, uh, when they had prayed, the place in which they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and spoke the word of God with boldness. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Peter and John returned to their friends after their arrest in their trial, and reported to them what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they all heard the threats that the religious leaders had given them, they raised their voices together as one voice to God in prayer. Their prayer sounded similar to the one King Hezekiah prayed in Isaiah 37, verses 16 through 20, and this is what Hezekiah prayed as Sennacherib and the Assyrians were ready to pounce upon the the whole nation of Israel to destroy them. O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. 
It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all. They were only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will treat you and know that you alone, O Lord, are God. That was Hezekiah's prayer. And the beginning of their prayer as these early Christians sounds very similar, except that there is one significant difference. Hezekiah is praying to be rescued from his enemies, these Assyrians, who um, wish to take them into exile, um, destroy the whole land, destroy Jerusalem and the temple. And that's what eventually they'll do here. The apostles and believers are praying for boldness. This is how it's different. They're praying for boldness to withstand the threats of the religious leaders and to persevere as Jesus did for them in his suffering and in his crucifixion. This is not a prayer of avoidance, but a prayer of engagement. As they pray together, their unity is that they speak with one voice, expressing their dependence and trust in God, in Jesus, in the Holy Spirit. God is stronger than any opposition to their mission. Wherever uh, and when they first raised their voices, it was similar to Hezekiah's prayer, because God is our creator, and God is the Lord of every nation and every people everywhere, even if people don't recognize him as such. As Hezekiah prepared to be overtaken, he prayed for deliverance, but Peter and the apostles turned to Psalm 2 to deal with the threats from the religious authorities. The resistance comes because Jesus, Messiah, will still be rejected by many, including these religious leaders. Psalm 2, verses 1 and 2, is rephrased to highlight this in verses 25 and 26. This is how they pray from Psalm 2. It is you who said by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. That they use this psalm in their prayer is significant, since it is used for coronations of Davidic kings who faced um, hostile foreign powers. When the king was anointed, he was anointed with oil during the service of coronation, symbolizing that this king had now become God's adopted son. So when they refer to Jesus being anointed by God in this prayer, what they're talking about is that, that this Jesus is God's son. Not only do they pray for boldness to proclaim God's word, but they also pray for miracles and signs and wonders done by God through Jesus to support what they testify about. That's exactly what happened to the lame man in front of the temple. The effects of this prayer are that, one, the place where they prayed was shaken, reminding them that God is present 
and that God hears their prayers. Secondly, that the people were filled with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, they already had the Holy Spirit. They received it at Pentecost, but this was an additional inspiration of the Holy Spirit from God. And thirdly, that they all continued to speak the word of God with boldness, in spite of the prohibition to do so by these religious authorities. The activity of the Spirit then calls them into a new relationship as brothers and sisters in Christ, the company of all those who believed in Jesus. This new relationship is grounded in prayer and challenges them to to view, um, challenges them in how they view their possessions. There was not a needy person among them, it says, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Luke is challenging us here to look at our possessions in such a way that there is not a needy person among us as brothers and sisters in Christ. How are we doing on that front? I pray that God will bless your reflection and that God will bless your day.